2: Well, welcome to the stewards' room at Brands Hatch. I'm sat here with M C N superstar Oliver Rushby, who's very happy this weekend because there's been a long-standing joke in the BSB press room that uh, I had to buy him a magnum, which I've done. How do you feel about that, Ollie? Well, I was starting to think that you weren't going to deliver, Greg, because I
1: think you've been promising it since uh, Cadwell or Silverstone last year. So uh, we're talking nearly twelve months now. So when you rocked up with those on Saturday in twenty-six degree heat, I was
2: I was quite impressed. False claim there, because I wasn't actually at Cadwell last year. But don't worry about it. I did buy you an ice cream at Thruxton, though, didn't I? Uh, you bought and I bought you an ice cream at Thruxton. You oh, yeah, sorry. Me, <laughs> you bought
1: me an ice cream at Alton. That's true. Um, Alton. But, you know, I might have had to reject your request to come on the Eurosport podcast if the Magnum hadn't arrived this weekend.
2: Yeah, which we has sort of ended up becoming a Eurosport slash MCN podcast, hasn't it, in the end? But uh, I'm sure Motorcycle News and Eurosport will both be... I hope delighted about that but anyway forgetting ice creams and uh, and lunacy what about the racing it's been ironic I think it's fair to say that Josh Brooks has gone out there and done a double as they celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Yamaha R1 well it couldn't have gone better for Yamaha
1: could it you know special colour scheme Uh, and and Brooksy does the double and Tyron McKenzie's really strong this weekend as well Um, this is a track that suits the R1 Um, they can carry a lot of corner speed on that bike and you know today we saw Josh Brooks at his best and uh, I think the key thing to take away from this weekend is the last time Josh Brooks did the double here at Brands Hatch, he went on to win the next six races, and then Shane Byrne only beat him three times in the final half of the season on Brooks' way to the 2015 Championship.
2: James Whittam said this in our coverage earlier on, he might as well, Josh Brooks, not turn up to the first few rounds of the season, because he really gets it together about this point, point. and I, he was my pre-season title tip, and I think yours and quite a lot of other people as well. I still think he could be the man, do you? Completely.
1: Um, We now go to another circuit that Josh really, really likes. Uh, He won at Thruxton last year. Would have been the double had he not fallen out of the lead. Um, He was lap record holder at Thruxton for a very long time. He won Mm -hmm. the double in 2015. So, you know, if Brooks can do the double here, go to Thruxton, maybe do the double again, then we're really going to start to see his title attack come on and he'll be starting to chip away at Leon Haslam's lead which is about time because you know the the little pocket rocket has been sneaking away and if that buffer continues to grow which it has done this weekend his lead is now 80 points and 22 podium credits yeah, over Jake Dixon point, yeah. then we could be in for quite a boring second half of the year but
2: I think Brooks definitely has what it takes to, to take it to Haslam. And Sneaky Leon Haslam has gone in there and grabbed another couple of podium points as well, hasn't he? Which is pretty important, actually, as we look to the showdown. Do
1: you know what? I was just talking to Eurosport's very own Shaky Byrne, mm. um, who was saying that Haslam really impressed him this weekend. This is a circuit that Haslam does not go well at. Mm. He's traditionally not gone well here. We saw him come here last year with a 33 point lead in the championship and and essentially throw it away but he hasn't won on the Grand Prix circuit since 2006 no he hasn't which is amazing since since the Airwave Ducati days in 2006 Um, but he came here and shaky was saying that you'd always see Haslam making mistakes at this track because he's pushing too hard but he knew he couldn't win today he settled for two podiums two podium credits and that's exactly what you need to do
2: if you're fighting for a championship just trying to think of riders off the top of my head. Luke Mossy, I don't want to go on too much about Luke because it's unfair, but he hasn't had the easiest of weekends, has he, unfortunately?
1: No, I mean, it started to look quite good for Luke. He topped yeah. three patches three. Um, I mean, he he's had two big crashes in the last 12 months. Uh, Thruxton last year... Which kind of ruined his season, and then he also went off at Snetterton when the brake when his brakes failed, and he had to jump off at one hundred and eighty mile an hour, and that has knocked his confidence. Mm. So all he needs is one good result to get back up there, but unfortunately that's not come this weekend, uh, and another crash in in race one will be another knock to his confidence.
2: Just a few tweets coming in before we get to the actual star tweet. We don't usually read out tweets at this point, but one uh, lunatic friend of ours who shall remain nameless is asking us, what do you think of the pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre? Now, this is very apt, actually, because there's been a lot of Partridge talk in the press room this weekend because of the new Toblerone. They're reverting. Well, they're reverting to the, the previous Toblerone form. What's your take on that, Ollie? I haven't really got a view on that. Have you not? No, I haven't. Really? Well, have you, you had a view on the Magnum. Okay, I'm, here well, to, I'm here to talk about motorbikes, Greg. Well, I'm delighted about the Toblerone, so I'll just add that in. Um, but, yeah, moving on to more serious to- topics. Philip Armstrong, this might be a good one for you, Ollie. If the rumoured new BMW Superbike is released next season and we see it in BSB slash road action, and any idea between uh, TAS or Smiths who the factory might be? Who might be the factory squad, that is? Um...
1: We will see a new BMW Superbike next year, and uh, I believe it's quite high-tech. Who the factory squad will be will have to remain to be seen. Tyco, uh, TAS have been involved with BMW for a long time now, so you you would expect that to continue, because
2: there are rumours about Smith's Racing maybe not continuing next year. Chris Rufus has also tweeted in, why don't we see stock 1,000 riders like Keith Farmer, of course, reigning British Supersport champion, testing SBK when their team has SBKs before they move to SBK? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, that way they'd start the SBK season with some low-pressure experience rather than being dumped in at the deep end and failing. What do you reckon? Uh, we do see it sometimes. Um
1: the Stock Thousand Championship doesn't go to Aston, so you'll often see a, yeah. a Stock Thousand rider on a superbike at Aston. Richard Cooper did it last year. Uh, there's talk of Lee Jackson doing it this year with the FS3 Racing Squad.
2: Um, so it, it, it does happen, but it's not always that easy. In the meantime, talking of Richard Cooper, I'm glad you've reminded me. What a great start. It was great to see him up there, wasn't it? Second at Paddock. Cooper w- w- was determined to show that he could get back to the front this weekend. Um, yeah.
1: And he did. He's had, he had been quick throughout practice, uh, steady race one uh, And in race two He really impressed me With that incredible start And he looked really comfortable In fourth position So I was quite good to see him Rolling down
2: Paddock Hill Bend in, yeah. uh, in yeah. true Paddock Hill style mm. Yeah that was unfortunate We'll talk about Bradley Rain in a minute Because that's been a bit puzzling this weekend But first of all Let's just listen to the top three Mirrored across the two races Matt Roberts caught up with the top three At the end of race two today
3: Leon some important podium points for you, Leon, and actually in the second race they're much closer to Justin, than you've been in the first.
2: Yeah, we closed him down at one point. Um, yeah, we're just lacking a little bit. We're losing a lot on the straights, believe it or not. And um, we changed the gearing for that race, which wasn't helping just to punch off the turn, especially compared to the Ducati. But... We're the closest we've been to the Yamaha and Ducati around this circuit, so we've definitely made a step. Um, we extended the lead and got a couple of points on the board for the podium, so, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed we couldn't take it to him on them last five laps, but uh, we'll take it. Thanks, Leon, good
3: luck at Suzuka next week. Thank you. Good man. Right. For the second time today, Glen Irwin, uh, Glen, you uh, you kind of, you felt like you missed mistimed your run a little bit uh, in the first race. Did Josh have a little bit more for you at the end than you expected in that one? <laughs>
0: That was a much faster race, and I knew that would be the case because we had both made it. You know, we both knew we were playing in race one, and I think that was important for me to make sure we were further ahead from the guys in third. Um, you know, as the race wore on, so I had a big uh, false neutral coming on the start straight, maybe lap three or four, and I just lost maybe half a second to Josh. And um, bike was like stuck in third. I'm gonna blow us up, but uh, we chipped away and chipped away. Um, Josh was uh, stronger in. Areas where I was stronger in the last uh, race, he, he he had enough on them, and they were areas that made it my passes quite easy. Um, so he he improved in that in them areas. Uh, we struggled a lot at Druids. Um, seems like Josh can drive out and keep both wheels in line, and I'm sideways. But I uh, I really really tried. Fair play to Josh. Uh, we talked about pace being slow this weekend, but my timer was playing up. But every lap it worked. It was like 25, five and sixes towards the end, and that's pretty fast. Uh, but uh, all credit to Josh, all credit to my team. Um, I would have loved to uh, win, but it's the first uh, double podium and Amy's happy because he's losing the moustache, so <laughs> it's all good. Cheers, Glenn. Cheers, thank you, thanks.
3: Well, let's speak to Josh. i will ask you about Tash in a sec, Josh. But first of all, two brilliant performances. You were so consistent in both races. Did you feel like you just had to push that a little bit more in race two to keep Glenn at bay? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I looked back at race one and, and looked what, uh, listened to what Glenn said in uh, the post-race interview and, you know, I thought I need to I need to up my game. He's obviously going to want to come back stronger and, you know, I, I, I knew where I could improve, you know. And uh, it's just focus on trying to be uh, really consistent. And um, I'm sure it's the same in most sports. You know, there comes a point in a race where your body naturally tells you it's had enough, it wants to give up, everything in your mind's telling you it's too hard, I've run out of energy i've run out of breath you know and that's my favorite part you know i mean i actually i actually like that bit it's like it makes you feel alive you know and uh so uh, at that point in the race i was hoping that uh maybe the same point that um glenn was maybe feeling the pressure but i just i just you know as, as the saying goes bit the screen and try to keep the pressure on for him to you know know, try and keep the gap and fair play I was you know as he said we were doing really strong lap times and uh he closed the gap with a with a few to go and you know the pressure was certainly on me but I knew if I didn't make any mistakes uh you know he wouldn't naturally be able to get by but I come into the literally the last corner on the last lap and I ran wide because I was pushing the front tyre so much it was starting to slide probably wasn't visible I could definitely feel it though and I was like no don't come the inside you know I've got to I've held it this long it's got to be mine surely so yeah really pleased to to get the win. The pressure's on you now from Amy to get that shaved off. Yeah, I'm a man of my word, so uh, I'll uh, I say if I did the double, I'd, I'd take the moustache off, so, so uh, that'll come off before the next round. Um, probably tonight if she had her away. Uh, but um, yeah, thanks to everybody. Of course, it's a, it's a perfect weekend to do us, a fairy tale weekend. Yamaha celebrating 20 years of the R1, and we did the double in the uh, anniversary livery. So, uh, what a fantastic gift to, to give to Yamaha only weeks after their birthday. Fantastic performance as well. Well done, Josh. Thanks a lot.
2: There you go. So, Josh Brooks, um, obviously, absolutely delighted. And as you said before, he hadn't won until this round in 2015, came here, did a double. Went on and won the title, obviously, on a Yamaha back then with Shawmuir Racing. Mick shanley has been here, hasn't he, by the way, this weekend, working with one of the Dutch riders in the Motorstar class. Um, but, yeah, Josh Brooks, very confident indeed. Glenn Irwin, we haven't talked about him yet. He sounded and looked very confident. 40 championship points. He's getting it together now. And he's actually really adapting well to that team leader role, isn't he, I feel? Yeah, I thought Glenn would be
1: quite annoyed um, with missing out on the win twice because he was close in both races. Mm. But, you know, he said, at the end of the day, I've just... Bagged 40 points, um, six podium credits. I'm really happy with what we've come here and achieved. The win's not far away, which it clearly is, and he finished second at Snetterton. He's finished second here twice. Um, So it is looking promising for Glenn. Andrew's settling in in really well the other Mm. side of the garage. So there's a, there's a strong little team there in
2: PBM, even though six-time champion Shaky is is not riding. Yeah, it was nice to see Shaky here, though, wasn't he? He's obviously been with us on the show across the weekend. Came in by helicopter, went home overnight, came back again. Um, he's, he's got a rock an, star. He, he is, isn't he? It, he really is flying in like that.
1: Yeah, Shaky's a Shaky's a complete rockstar, and it is it is great to see him here today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. And he's, he's 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 he was overwhelmed by the response <laughs> that he was getting from fans. He was getting stopped every five minutes, um, and that just shows the respect that that people have got for the for the six-time mm. champion
2: and uh, hopefully we'll see him back on a bike uh, at some point in the future. Yeah, and he's got his medical test going up on Tuesday, hasn't he? His, his check. And I think that's going to be quite an important one to determine, you know, potentially the future of his career. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he's got a scan on, on Tuesday
1: to tell him how he's getting on. Mm. Um, he doesn't know what it's going to be. It could be, right, your neck's not going to heal. Yeah. Your neck is going to heal. Yeah. It might be, come back in another six weeks. He really just doesn't
2: know. Yeah. So he'll have more news on Tuesday, hopefully. Uh, and we can go from there with that one. Yeah, that's why he's so frustrated at the I moment. he just doesn't know what to say, what to do. He's just got to wait. Now, I guess you might be listening to this on Monday when the podcast first goes out. And thanks, by the way, for everyone for listening so far this season, Spotify, iTunes, and on the Eurosport website. Thanks very much again for the support. Let's try and keep it up if we can obviously you're a lot more involved in BSB than I am you're at all the rounds you're constantly in and out of garages talking to people what's going on with Bradley right at the moment he was a superstar at the beginning of the year and now he's, he's fading a bit yeah I mean it's been a, it's been a tough few rounds for Bradley um, the only
1: difference here is while he's not necessarily had great results over the last three rounds he has always been quick yeah. here From day one, he has not been quick. He's been off the pace. And not just off the pace, but outside the top 10. He finished 16th in that second race. And you can't be doing that if you want to be fighting for a a British title. Um, they've been really struggling with front feel uh, and he says it's something that's been building over the last few rounds but I can't help wonder whether it's because he's been riding in Suzuka on Bridgestones which you get a lot of confidence in the front from Bridgestones and it's they're very different to the Pirelli so I, that might come mm. into play but he's adamant that's not the case
2: Yeah, I suppose what it does do is really show how tight this championship is isn't it? It's something obviously um, World Superbikes has got a bit of an issue with at the moment with the field spread and I hate to say that but It's obviously true. BSB is so, so tight, and it's punishing him badly. But then again, I suppose we've seen doubles before for Luke Mossy, haven't we? And then he faded a bit. It it can happen, and he's he's still new. Yeah, it does happen. And
1: like you say, Brad is still learning. Uh, He hasn't been on the podium since we were here at the Indy Circuit in April, so he really does need to turn that around because the next few rounds are crucial for securing that all-important showdown spot. Let's go quickly then to the star tweet.
2: Star Tweet time. I think we've got to go with Josh Brooks, haven't we? And what he put out on Friday about the Tash coming off if he did the double. He has done the double, so off it shall come. Thank God. <laughs> Amy will be pleased. I, you can't you can't look at him and take him seriously when he's got that Tash, can you? It looks like a French artist, you know, a Monet or a composer, you know, a Mozart or someone like that. Did you see him at the end of the day when he won Dickie's Rider of the Day and was in the Stetson? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He described himself as Woody from Toy Story in the programme, but Woody didn't have a moustache like that, did he? He looked more like some American gangster cowboy <laughs> film. <laughs> I don't know when it's actually coming off. I was kind of hoping it might happen up on the podium or, you know, in front of the cameras, but I guess we're going to see a tweet at some point this week, aren't we? i will be disappointed. I was disappointed it didn't happen on TV. Mm, yeah, he, there's no way he can turn up at uh, Thruxton with it there, so it'll have to be gone. So there we are for the Star Tweet, and now uh, a bit of pressure on Ollie now, rider of the Weekend. so Mr Rushby uh, I think you're in a good position to be able to say rider of the weekend uh, who I mean the obvious choice is Josh Brooks isn't it but there's been some good star performances further back I'm going to throw Taz Mack in there as a contender what's your feeling I was wondering whether I could get away
1: with saying Taz because he's really uh, come of age this weekend two great rides in Mm. the superbike class bad start in the second race kind of held him back a little bit and he cupped his tyres so he could only get fifth Uh, and of course he fell out of what would have been a podium position in race one but
2: You can't take anything away from Josh. Josh has definitely got to be the rider of the day. There you go, so Ollie said it. Josh Brooks, he's gone for, I think, to be fair. He did do an amazing job. Here's Tech Talk. One thing I will throw in his tyres, they were all able to go for the softer compound, weren't they, in the second race today? Uh, the sun wasn't shining down quite as brightly. Breakfast. Was it both in the end? So okay, so everyone went for it though, didn't they? In the second one, is that what it was? That was the difference. Do you have a mix in the first? I can't remember now.
1: Rear tyre, everyone's on the soft in both. Um, oh good. Uh, oh, okay. you, you, about twenty-two plus track temperature, you can you can get away running mm-hmm. that softer tyre. Um, the Ducatis can actually run it cooler than that. Really, um, but obviously but today was in the thirties, wasn't a it? A lot of the fours suffer with cold tear. Yeah, uh, anything below about twenty-two. Um, there was a big mix in front tyres, though. Right. But that tends to be personal preference. If if a rider rides on the front quite a bit, they'll go with a harder front tyre. Mm. Um, like Glenn Irwin, for example, always run the soft front tyre. What I will say is I did just notice, uh, walking down pit lane at the end of the day, that Andrew Irwin had a massive crack down the back of his exhaust pipe. Really? Um, and he finished the race, so clearly a big problem on that Panigale. And <laughs> Good that, spot. That That would probably... Uh, killed his power somewhat. So uh, he did well to finish the race and he finished the race in that, with that, uh,
2: that problem there. Right, well spotted, Ollie. That was a good one on the, uh, on the back of the Panagadi there. There you are. That was Tech Talk, checkered flag. So thoughts really moving to Thruxton, but I guess before Thruxton, we can't ignore Suzuka. We'll have live coverage uh, from Suzuka as well this coming weekend. Let's get this right. There's four of them in the box, Ollie. So it's Jack Burnickle, Terry Reimer, Clive McNeil... And Julian Ryder. There's a lot to talk about this year, and that race is becoming more and more important by the year, it seems now. And of course, we've got a lot of British riders going there. Bradley Ray's going. Leon Haslam's going. They're both in factory teams with Suzuki
1: and Kawasaki, respectively. Uh, Christian Iden and Michael Laverty are both going running for BMW Japan. Peter Hickman's going. Um... Jonathan Ray, obviously, world champion's going as well. One person who won't be going is Dan Linfoot, who we've not mentioned.
2: Uh, he's had a nightmare weekend with the with the Honda team. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. We, we should quickly talk about Honda, shouldn't we, before uh, much to the wrath of Bex, of course. They're very, very friendly press officer who received one of those Magnums earlier on, as did the serious press officer, Loza Stevens. But, um, yeah, no, but jokes aside, yeah, really... It's not nice when you see a team, such a good team as well, like Honda, going through struggles at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Jason's obviously riding injured after breaking his ankle at
1: Imola while yeah, replacing yeah. Leon Camier. Uh but Dan, it's been a tough weekend for him he qualified 19th mm. um, the team had, they admitted they kind of took the wrong direction for qualifying uh, and were a good bit quicker but they still weren't quick enough and while fighting through the field in race 1 Dan did crash out, big high side um, and he has potentially broken his left scaphoid so that could be him out for a number of weeks
2: yeah. and it'll definitely be him out as Suzuka. I can't believe it what is going on with Hondas at the moment people getting thrown off getting hurt Halloran got hurt at Imola didn't he and Leon has had more injuries he's out of Suzuka as well Uh, yeah quickly back to Suzuka then we've got the Leon Haslam situation there as well haven't we and that's proven I think the fact that it's looking very likely that Leon Haslam will be Jonathan Ray's teammate next year proving how important Suzuka is again
1: yeah I mean Leon goes to Japan works very hard for Kawasaki he's done a lot of development work for them um, he's had a number of podiums in his years at Suzuka with Kawasaki. The other year, he did a two-hour stint on his own. I think he did five of the the eight hours. Um, and right. clearly, Kawasaki Japan are grateful for what Leon's done over the years, and it looks like it's uh,
2: earned him a World Superbike ride. Yeah, we will see what happens. Time will tell over that one. Very quickly, Oli because I know you've got to write your MCN spreads. It's ten past seven here on Sunday evening as we record this. Some of the team trucks going past our window. Um, why do they go past? Is that so they can get out down the other end of the circuit? They go along the racetrack itself? There's a, there's a little exit just at the top of Paddock or Bend, so they'll go in there and loop back and then out the exit. Okay, that makes sense. It's amazing how quick everything comes down, isn't it, at the end of a weekend? But uh, the support class is really quickly. Quite a significant result in the Sport race today, a GP2 bike winning for the first time. And I have to be honest, I didn't see Carl Ride coming to brands and winning. Absolutely
1: mega for Carl Ride. You know, he's had a tough year on the Superbike. He didn't gel with it. He wasn't enjoying his racing. Uh, admitted that he was actually a little bit scared um so he mm. did the right thing and, mm. and kind of said no that's it for me uh, he was going to take a little bit of a break for eight from racing but he was offered the opportunity to ride one of the gp2 bikes um which are in the supersport class this year and he came and he won um yes. so it's great to see a smile back on his face
2: first ever gp2 victory so that shows there's a bit of potential in that class and uh yeah Neil Spalding was here this weekend as well and he obviously works closely doesn't he with Stuart Higgs and Jonathan Palmer and the guys putting the rules together um, obviously was with us on Eurosport MotoGP coverage a few years ago but he said that's really important actually because a lot of those those GP2 bikes it's quite difficult to set them up because they've gone from Dunlop tyres to Pirelli's here but they seem to treat the tyres really well don't they and it is really good to see a GP2 bike winning David Allingham though picked up the 25 points didn't he because he's the first super sport rider if you like
1: yeah and uh, you know it was uh a crucial weekend for the Super Sport Championship with series leader Jack Kennedy yeah. uh, out injured after a crash uh, in testing for Moto America I yeah, believe.
2: A- apparently he was running um, I don't know exactly it was some circuit in the middle of the states I don't know if it was Ohio or somewhere like that but I think he was testing a Celtic racing bike you know Barry Gilson who runs he used to work with PJ and Chaz Davis He's Jacobson that is, and Chas Davis. Anyway, yeah, apparently he had a really nasty high side. Um, what's the lead now then? Because Ben Curry must have closed that up a little bit. Uh,
1: ben Curry closed it up yesterday with uh, his victory. Mm. Um, he was on for another victory today, but he had some sort yeah, of bike was, problem. Carl uh, Wright was telling me that it sounded like he was up, he, down to three cylinders. Um, so clearly lost quite a bit of power, and uh, I think he finished fourth or fifth. So uh, Jack Lee will have been eaten into, but... Um, you know, he's still there and hopefully he'll be fighting fit to come back at Thruxton.
2: I'm just trying to run through these in my mind very quickly before we go. Obviously, sidecars, Kershaw and Clark, they've extended their lead with two great wins. Jake Arch has had a couple of great wins in uh, Motorstar. Victor Rodriguez in the standard class pulling away. Uh, Ducati try options. I was commentating on that this weekend. Just trying to think what happened in the two races now. Did we have the, Rob Guyver did the double, didn't he? Yeah, great stuff it was for Rob Guyver. Some really good starts. Stock, $1,000. There was a really horrendous looking crash coming down the hill to Graham Hill Bend I think it was Joe Collier wasn't it Joe, who triggered that one Joe Collier crashed and then uh, in, his bike bounced down
1: the track it was really dramatic yeah uh, and then there were four other riders that went down in the, in the, in the kind of uh, carnage behind mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how those riders are uh, I don't
2: believe there's any serious serious injuries no, but no, I, I hope not. they're okay yeah apparently everyone's okay luckily mostly there so that's good and Stock 600 I think is the only class I missed there quick summary on what happened there over the weekend have you watched that closely uh, Ryan Vickers uh, after missing the top step at Knockhill, um crashed out I believe mm. uh, took the win that's good news for him so Thruxton next time out that's uh, next week as you listen to this so this weekend we're off to Suzuka and then Thruxton what should we expect Oliver I think
1: we're going to get another Josh Brooks double but it'll be really interesting Thruxton is notoriously bad for ripping up tyres Pirelli are taking a special compound there um, which should help the situation Uh, but (laughs) riders that have been strong at Thruxton in the past uh, of course Brooks Jake Dixon went very well at Thruxton last year Uh, Peter Hickman won at Thruxton last year Mm. so can he kickstart his 2018 BSP season he's not had a very strong year so far can that change at Thruxton we will see uh, and it's another tough weekend for Leon Haslam so if people want to be eating into his 80 point championship lead that is somewhere to go and do it but two
2: circuits that Leon Haslam has been mm. bad at in the past Snetterton and here yeah. he, he has walked away having extended his championship lead yeah well Snetterton he'd never went out before and he did a double didn't he Thruxton the actually one left isn't it on the calendar where he's yet to win how many rounds left now then before the showdown we've got Thruxton Cadwell Silverstone is that it
1: yep that's it we are now at the official halfway point of the season uh there are six rounds remaining three non-showdown so the battle for the top six is on mm-hmm. uh it's currently uh leon haslam jake dixon glenn irwin josh brooks bradley ray and danny Buchan. um but that's no by no means going to be the final top six it's three more rounds to fight it out for uh so that's Two races at Thruxton, two races at Cadwell, and then three at Silverstone um, before the showdown kicks
2: off at Alton Park in the middle of September. Good memory there. You've just reminded me very quickly, and we can't really ignore them. Danny Buckingham had such a good knock hill, didn't he? A bit more of a struggle here. And Jake Dixon, we've not talked about him. Ordinary weekends, I guess. Is that being unfair? I hope not. Jake has never gone well
1: on the Grand Prix circuit. Mm. It's it's another Leon thing. The Kawasaki doesn't go too well here. Yeah. Um, But in the past... Jake's come here and struggled to finish in the top 10. This weekend, he finished fourth. Yeah, true. You know, so he said to me down there just then that if if this is going to be a bad weekend, he'll take it. You know, because it's two yeah. strong points. Leon only got two podium credits in third. So it, it, it could have been much, much worse. He said, I was pushing, I was pushing, I was pushing. I could so easily have thrown it down the road and that would have made this a lot worse. Danny Buchan, yeah, not the kind of weekend he had at Knock Hill, but still two consistent top ten finishes yeah. will continue to build his showdown charge. What about Tommy Bridewood on that Moto Rapido Ducati as well? That was good. Another ride of the weekend, really. You yeah. know, uh, I was talking to Steve Moore, the uh, team yeah. owner of Moto Rapido down there, and he said that they've uh, done the sums and the, the mileage Tommy's done over this weekend would equate to one and a half days of a what they'd done at Cartagena in pre-season testing so they are one and a half days into this while everyone else has done thousands of kilometres that's ridiculous actually that he's managed to do what he did you know Bridewell was pushing into the top ten throughout practice crashing qualifying it happens many had to start 26th on the grid Mm. push through I think he finished 12th or 13th absolutely brilliant ride and then in race two, he managed to secure a seventh. And you know <laughs> the way he was—he was catching people and overtaking them. He—he—he he, he is over the moon, and he reckons that that Ducati is the best bike he's ever ridden. Really? Is that what he said? That's the best he... bike he has ever ridden. He said it, it, it narrowly beats the the Sean Moore Muir
2: Yamaha he rode in two thousand and fourteen. Wow, big words there. Well, that's great news. A good, Well done as well from uh, from us to everyone at Motor Rapido Ducati and to Tommy himself. Not a bad way to bounce back, that, is it? But Ollie, I'll let you get on because I know you've got spreads to write for Wednesday's MCN. What are you going to go with? We will have the story behind Josh Brooks's double
1: yeah. and how he did it and how he sees the, the next few rounds going, uh, which is a really interesting interview. Josh has always got something interesting to say. And we've also got what the hell's going wrong with Bradley Ray? Really mm. frank interview with Brad just now, uh, and you you don't want to
2: miss what he had to say either. Oh, we're looking forward to that. And by the way, it has been a pleasure working with you so far this year and uh, Michael Guy and Simon Patterson and the rest of the team at MCN. It's quite a challenge, isn't it, getting what you want to say into such a limited number of words, and that's gone down a bit this year as well with our relaunch. It's, it is a challenge of its own, isn't it? It is a challenge, yeah, and, uh, you know... That'll be
1: available for sale on Wednesday just to get a <laughs> yeah. cheeky plug in there. And I think there's some more Superbite news in the paper this week as well.
2: Uh, I, I certainly hope so, because does that mean it was probably me who wrote it? So, yeah, hopefully. It might have <laughs> <we> deleted that. <laughs> anyway, if you want to follow Ollie, it's uh, Ollie underscore Rush yeah, you might as well give him a follow on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, Ollie, thanks very much for that. And thanks most of all to all of you for joining us on Quest as well as Eurosport across the weekend. Don't forget Suzuka this weekend, and then we're back, we hope, in scorching weather again at Thruxton next time out. All the live coverage on Eurosport and the Eurosport player. But from Oli, thanks again. And from me, it's bye for now.